start. Thank you, Rafi. Okay, good morning. It's 10 a.m. It's Chaydish Kislev. It's the month of light and the month of Geula and the month of Besuras Teves, Yeshua's Menachames for all of us. Um, this Sicha that we're doing today from Chelek Tezbav, Sicha Aleph on Parshas Vayetze, is I'm going to just go out on a limb there and guess, not a Sicha that we, if we were looking for a Sicha, we were looking through the different Chalakim and even this Chelek and looking for a Sicha, that this is the one that we would choose and embrace. It's a little bit different. Um, it is actually uh, a sicha that was originally delivered as a mimer. Um, it was delivered as one of three ma'amarim to be delivered, and that's completely anom- anomalous that the rabbi should say three ma'amarim at one time. And it was delivered on Shabbos Parshas Vayetze, Yud Kislev, Tafshin Chav Beis. So people who are very, very conversant with the Rebbe's Torah, not I, um, when, you, when you talk about this sicha, right away they say, oh yeah, from that Shabbos, that very well-known Shabbos, when the Rebbe said three Maimarim, and, um, and this is one of them, that was kind of, um, I guess, turned into sicha form. Um, but you, you'll see right away that, that it's, it's a Maimar. Um, and what really struck me about this is that the mimer begins with a, um, a medrash that, is it a medrash or is it a gemara? It's, it's a gemara. Um, that, you know, anybody else I think would read and be like, okay, okay. Um, but for the Rebbe, everything in the Torah was miksha achas. It was like the, like the minayr in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash had to be hammered out from one piece of gold. And, um, and this is why Moshe was so stymied by that, because how do, you, how do you create something so intricate and so multifaceted um, and, and do it out of one piece of gold. And for the Rebbe, everything in the Torah was part of everything else. It wasn't just like, okay, ho-hum or interesting, but how is this relevant? And, and you see this very much in, in this Sicha. So we'll begin right now. Sif Aleph. In connection with the very well-known blessing of Hashem to Yaakov Avinu, especially in Chabad, uh, it's very well known to us. You shall burst forth to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. Amru Chazal, our sages said, our sages taught, Kol Hamaanik es Hashabas. Everyone who uh, honors or takes delight or takes pleasure in Shabbos, not honor, sorry, it's to take pleasure or delight in Shabbos. He is given an inheritance without boundary. As it says, then you will take delight in God. And I will provide you with the inheritance of Yaakov, etc. 
and it will not be an inheritance as Avram had, and not the inheritance that Yitzchak had, but it will be the inheritance specifically of Yaakov, about whom it is written, Okay. So this is the uh, Lashon of Chazal in Gemara Shabbos. And the Rebbe says, Schar mitzvah, when you talk about a reward for a mitzvah, it is well known that there's a, um, there's a parallel, there's a reciprocity between the mitzvah that you do and the schar and the kind of schar that you get for that mitzvah. So we have to understand. What is it about the mitzvah of taking pleasure or delight in Shabbos that has that same modality as something that is boundless, that's something that is infinite? And so it is for that reason that there is something inherent to the mitzvah of taking pleasure or delight in Shabbos, that elicits a reward that is likewise without delineation, without limit. So what is it that's a characteristic of the mitzvah Shabbos that has about it this characteristic of with without any uh, boundaries without any end at all, without any constraint or constriction. Seif base, v'hine Indian zeh shahaschar al shmir shabbos who abrachu faratzda nachal ablimetzarim matzinu gam benagel yakov gufra. This idea that the reward for keeping shabbos is the bracha of ufaratzda which speaks to an unlimited type of inheritance, an unlimited type of reward. We find this also more generally regarding Yaakov Avinu. Amru Chazal, our sages taught, Avram she'en kasubay shmira Shabbos yarash Regarding Avram, about whom we don't have in the Torah explicitly that he kept Shabbos, we find that he inherited the world in a measurable way, in a way that can be measured. You can use a metric to understand in which way he inherited the world. As it says in the Torah, get up and walk the land to its length and to its breadth. That's what it says about Avram Avinu. So if you could walk the land to its length and to its breadth, it's measurable. Avol Yaakov, but regarding Yaakov, about whom it actually alludes to his keeping Shabbos, as it says, he rested before the city, right at the, before the city. And then we're taught that Nichnas im Dumdume Chama, he came there right before sunset, Vikava, 
and he delineated or established Tchumin. Now Tchumin, when you talk about Shabbos, is a temporary place of residence outside of city limits. And if you establish it before Shabbos, then you're allowed to walk within, I think it's 2,000 um, Amais of that place. So generally speaking, if you're outside of Tchum Shabbos, which would most broadly speaking be city limits, you would not be able to walk Okay, um, I apologize about that. Okay, so we, we were saying that um, Avram Avinu, about whom there is no overt mention in the Torah that he kept Shabbos, uh, inherited the, he inherited Anachala, he inherited the world in a way that's measurable. Uh, whereas Yaakov Avinu, about whom it says that he did keep Shabbos, and this is alluded into the words by Yichanes Pneha Ir, and we're told that he came, um, he arrived right before the entrance of the city, before before sunset, and he established or um, uh, delineated uh, a temporary place of residence outside of the city limits. He bekavat chumin when it was still day before Shabbos, and for this he inherited the world in a way that is simply immeasurable, that is without limitation, as it says. I think this is where we're up to Shenemar, as it says, Bahaya that your children, your seed, will be like the dust of the earth, meaning completely um, unquantifiable, so many that you cannot count them. So it's, it's, it's without a limit. So the commentaries explain that when it says, when Chazal said, that about Avram Avinu, it's not written that he kept Shabbos. It's not that there is no mention in the Torah at all that Avram kept Shabbos. Because it says in Taldes about Avraham by Yishmar Mishmarti that he kept all of my. Uh, he, he watched over everything that I asked should, should be watched over, meaning he kept all the mitzvahs. And Chazal taught us, famously, Avram Avinu was conversant with all the halachas, including the halachas regarding Erev Chatzeris. So it's not that we're saying that Avram Avinu did not keep Shabbos. He im, rather, Rather, what the Chachamim meant was that it doesn't say it explicitly, and it does not specifically um, and in detail delineate about Avram keeping Shabbos. Rather, it's included in a very general way in, in terminology that includes Avram's keeping of Shabbos together with all the other mitzvahs that he kept. Masha Inkein, a contradistinction, about Yaakov, it says, it says very specifically the detail, Shekiyim, mitzvah Shabbos, we have the allusion in the words by Yichan, as Pnei ear that he rested uh, right before 
the, the entrance to the city, we have a very explicit and very specific and detailed um, reference to the keeping of Shabbos. And once we understand that this mitzvah of keeping Shabbos is underscored in the Torah in, in regard to Yaakov and not to Avraham, this itself is proof that when it comes to Yaakov, regarding Yaakov, the mitzvah of keeping Shabbos was separate, was, um, it, it wasn't just included with all of the other mitzvahs, but it was separate and apart from all the other mitzvahs. And there was some very specific, exalted characteristic in the way that he kept Shabbos, for which he merited this bracha of Ufaratzda. Gam tzarech we also have to say, shemizeh, shemi ben kol ha-pratim b'mitzvah Shabbos shekiyam Yaakov Avinu, maskira ha-teri b'ferish ha-prat shal kabat chumin. We have to further say that not only is there a link between the very um, unique way in which Yaakov Avinu kept Shabbos and the mitz and the bracha of Ufaratzda, but that within Shabbos itself, there is something about Kava Tchumin, that Yaakov Avinu established the Tchumin, that um, delineated the, the, the parameters of where he would be staying over Shabbos and thus creating um, the, the parameters of how far he could walk. There's something about this that specifically speaks to the bracha. Although in accordance with what our Chazal taught us, the bracha of Faratzda is connected, generally speaking, to the keeping of Shabbos. Like Chazal told us, Yaakov Shekasov by Shmir Shabbos, Mikal Makayim, still in all, Yeshla Shaykhaz Miyuchedes, the Indian Tchumen. But because the Torah alludes to Yaakov Avinu's keeping of Shabbos through the agency of mentioning the mitzvah of Tchumen, then it has to be that there's a connection between the mitzvah of Tchumen and this bracha of Ufaratta Yama Vakema Tzafayna Venegma. To say it a little bit differently, Hamayla Hamiyuchedes Bekiyum Mitzvah Shabbos, the exemplary characteristic, the specific characteristic in the keeping of Shabbos that Yaakov Avinu um, was, was an exemplar of, Ka'amor, as we said before, expressed itself specifically in the keeping of Tchumin in the establishing of Tchumen, in the observing of Tchumen. V'tzarek lahamen. And so to review, we want to understand two things. Aleph, v'amei medes ha-maila miyuchedesh al-kiyam mitzvah Shabbos al-yedei Yaakov v'umaz kiyam oisam mitzvah al-yedei Avram. In which way 
is Yaakov Avinu's embrace and fulfillment and observance of Shabbos different from the way, let's say, that Avram Avinu observed Shabbos? Asher biglola niskar hadava rak etzel Yaakov umachmas hazachal lebirchas v'aratzda. And we know that there was something specific and special about the way that Yaakov kept Shabbos because it's for that reason that it is mentioned more explicitly. And it is also for that reason that Yaakov Avinu married it to the bracha v'aratzda. And secondly, and why does this exalted or exemplary observance come to expression specifically in the aspect of Shabbos that has to do with establishing Tchum Shabbos? Gimel, Siv Gimel. So as we said earlier, this mimer was um, delivered on Yud Kislev, which is the Chag HaGeula of the Mittal And so the Rebbe says, we'll understand this by prefacing an explanation that the Mittal Rebbe gave us. In his mimer, <coughs> with the Dibur HaMaschil, Ata Echad, you are one. And in there, the middle of Rebbe speaks, In that mimer, the middle of Rebbe speaks about the difference between Shabbos and all the rest of the mitzvahs in the Torah. When you talk about other mitzvahs, because the other mitzvahs are observed through a specific, I guess what we would call action item, there's going to be a discernible difference between the way a tzaddik keeps that mitzvah and a simple person keeps it. For example, let's take, for example, the donning of tefillin, um, the tefillin shall yad is put on opposite the heart on the left side, and the shalresh is put on the head. So let's take the example of as done by great tzaddikim. Because for tzaddikim, great tzaddikim, it stands to, it goes without saying that the heart and the mind of, of great tzaddik is going to be of, of a different caliber. It's going to be more exalted. It's going to be more refined. It's going to be more godly. As opposed to comparing it to a simple person. And the same is true of many other mitzvahs. In other words, in many other mitzvahs, when you have to do a certain action, it stands to reason that there's going to be a discrepancy between the way a tzaddik does this particular mitzvah and the way your pedestrian person does it. Masha Inkin, a contradistinction, mitzvah shmir Shabbos. But when you look at the mitzvah, keeping Shabbos, the, the most, um, the main aspect of Shabbos is to rest, to seize and desist from action. So when it comes to something that is not done, a lack of action, 
There's not going to be a difference between one Jew and another. Although it's true that for simple people, they are going to seize and desist from um, regular types of work. As, as opposed to, let's say, the, what was done originally, seizing and desisting from, from building the Mishkan. Mishkan. So more evolved, spiritually evolved people would seize and desist from actions that are like the Malachis that were necessary to build the Mishkan. Or, or for somebody in a higher spiritual level or rung, they would seize and desist from their avodas habirurim, from their spiritual work of locating and extricating the sparks of divinity and unleashing the godliness that is found in it. So in other words, like a great tzaddik, for, uh, for instance, when they eat, they're eating to be mevar and Any avoda is to be, is for the purpose of refining this world through the agency of, of extricating these sparks of divinity and, and unleashing the light. So it's all on a very high level. So it's true that for a simple Jew, it wouldn't be on this level. And yet, the difference, however, the Rebbe says, is only in terms of what work they seize and desist from. But when you talk about the actual cessation from work, they're all equal. And this, the Mitzvah Rebbe explained, is the difference between the Mitzvah of Shabbos and all other Mitzvahs. And through the agency of a person fulfilling in consummate fashion the seizing and desisting and resting, because in his eyes, when Shabbos comes, it's as if all of his work has already been done, has already been done. And he does it because there is a mitzvah to delight in Shabbos. He doesn't think at all about his business. Then there is no greater delight than this. And this is something that can be observed equally by all Yidin. Dalit. And when the middle of explains this reason for why all Jews are equal when it comes to the mitzvah of Shabbos, the middle of explains that the reason for this is sheikar ha mitzvah b'shabbos who b'menuchas ha nefesh he explains that the <clears throat> main aspect of Shabbos is the resting of the soul within the essence of Hashem. 
Befchinas Yechida Shalamayla Mefchinas Hagilu Bemayach Belev. This resting, this level that can be reached on Shabbos happens in the Yechida of every Jew that is higher than any of the revealed and manifest aspects that are found in the mind and in the heart. Kiloimar, this is to say, mitzvah Shabbos, the mitzvah of Shabbos, kshura le'etzem hanefesh, is connected to the innermost aspect of the soul. Bechinas yechida shebenefesh, it's connected to the yechida of the soul, the transcendent aspect, the aspect that hovers always above us but never within us. And on this level of the Yechida, there is no distinction between one Jew and another. Because when you're talking on the level of the Yechida, all Jews are absolutely equal. From the most exalted from the from the greatest of greats to the simple of simple. And in accordance with this, does the Mittel Rebbe explain as the words that we say in our Davani Bemincha Shabbos during Mincha and Shabbos, where we say Kimitcha from you, he minuchasam is their rest. And by their rest, they sanctify your name. The whole construct of resting on Shabbos is, is from Hashem. We say to Hashem, from you, from the very essence and innermost core of Hashem, Baal Kain, Gam Eitzel B'nei Yisrael, HaMenucha Kishur L'Etzim HaNefesh Mamash. And therefore, in reciprocal fashion, the idea of Menucha by a Jew is likewise connected to the core, to the very essence of our Neshama, the Chinas Yechida, the aspect of the Yechida. I don't know if it's Shimcha or Shemecha, I'm sorry. Um, and what does it mean? And by their rest, they sanctify your name. When we talk about Yakdishu Eshemecha, we're referencing the idea of Mesiras Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem. And this possibility or this um, this construct of being able to go this is found in complete and consummate fashion by every Jew equally because the possibility, the kayach, the potential to go on Messiah's Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem is 
possible because of the Yechida. And the Yechida is equal by every Jew. And this is what is meant that by their rest, they will sanctify your name, etc. Because both resting on Shabbos and going Al-Kiddush Hashem and going there with Messias Nefesh, both of these are connected to Yechida Shabbenefesh. And this that the Middle Reb explains, the Yechida of the Nefesh is found in complete and consummate fashion by every Jew. Without regard to the situation regarding his abilities, spiritual abilities. The reason this is true is because the Yechida is completely separated from all of the other aspects and capabilities of a person. The Yechida is higher from the whole idea of revelation. That is to say, the Yechida of the Nefesh is even higher than those aspects of the Neshama that are transcendent, that encompass us, that hover over us. For instance, the aspect of the Neshama referred to as Chaya. Ki afilu because these other transcendent, encompassing, hovering aspects, yesh hashba balas erech misuyim al ha'adam. Because these other aspects that are also makifim have an effect on the person that is concomitant, that is in keeping with the person themselves. As explained in Hasidus al Maimer Azal, on what the Gemara says, that Af al Gav, the Inhu even though he didn't see, Mazlayu Chazi, his Mazl saw. Shemefchinas Mazl Shebeneshama, it is through the aspect of the Mazl of the soul. Which encompasses the soul, which is not inside the soul, that that sometimes there could fall upon a person thoughts of doing shuva without this person preparing for this, without this person having consciously thought of doing shuva, but all of a sudden it comes upon them. And Hasidus explains that this could be because mazlayu chazi, because the mazel of his neshama saw this. There's some aspect that was conscious of this, even though his mind and his heart are not conscious. So this is about other aspects of the neshama that are makifim. Ulam ha-yechidah But when you talk about the yechidah 
naalis, it is higher it is so transcendent, it is so separate from the person that it cannot effect a revealed effect on the person. The Yechidah Shabbanefesh is so exalted, it's so kind of transcendent and aloof that it appears as if it is disconnected from the person completely. And therefore, it's not possible for the Yechidah to be ensconced, to somehow um, be found in the Kalim in the vessels of the Guf. The Yeser al And not only can the Yechida not be encompassed by the vessels of the Guf of the body, it also cannot be found in the aspects that encompass the person. Like, for instance, like the clothes of a person or the house of a person. The other transcendent encompassing aspects of the soul can be found, can rest on the makifim of the person, whether it be their clothes or their house, but not the yechida. Because the clothing, for instance, and the house of the person have a connection and they have a measurable connection to the person. And in the brackets, and, and this is not only about the clothing that are called makiv hakarev, the aspect that encompasses you that is close to the person, right? So the clothing encompasses the person in a very close way. And therefore, and therefore this makiv person has to fit with, with the measure of the person. So one person needs only a size four, one person needs a size 24, okay? Because there has to be a connection between the body and this makif hakari of the levushim. And spiritually, there's a connection between the person and the type of makif, the type of energy that is makif. Rebbe says, we're not just talking about that. Ela av bias, even the house, shehu makif harochik, it is also an encompassing aspect of the person, but it doesn't lay so close to the body. Still in all, even the house that you would say, it doesn't have to be built to the specification of the bodies. But the Rebbe says, but even this type of makif is in the final analysis, reflective of the person to some extent. So generally speaking, all the other makifim still have a measurable connection to the person themselves. Whereas the yechida, that 
exalted core aspect of our soul has no connection whatsoever. And because the clothing and the house are in some way connected, in some measurable way connected to the person, they cannot be the place where the Yechida rests. Because the Yechida is is completely separated from the person. So where does the Yechida rest? Like the Mitlchab explains in that Mimer. No, I'm sorry. It's, this is not, I'm sorry, this is not a reference to that Mimer that the referenced earlier. Um, but in footnote 31, you could see where in Hasidus explains that the Yechida rests it rests in a person's Dalit Amis. Harechoikim betachlis harichuk asher ein richuk yoiser mimenu. Literally, this means that the Dalit Amis of a person are so far that there is no further place. Vilachain yechela lishre shema yechida shabanefesh. And because the Dalit Amas of a person are so far from the person itself, therefore the Yechida can rest there. Um, so what I'm understanding this means is that wherever a person goes, as far as they might go from their house, they have their Dalit Amas. So the Dalit Amas are unquantifiable. In other words, there's no limitation. Because wherever you go in the world, if you should go around the entire world, if you should go to the point on this planet that is furthest from where you live, you still have your Dalit Amis. So the Dalit Amis are like this immeasurable, unquantifiable, infinite aspect. And only there can the Yechida rest. And therefore, the Yechidah can rest there, precisely because it is in any measurable way disconnected from, from you, from the parts of you that are measurable. And this is also expressed in the halachas of Dalit Ames and Shabbos, just like Chazal learned this idea that we can't carry from point A to point B in a Rishos HaRabim, from this idea of Dalit Amos, which is learned from the Pasuk in the Terim B'Shalach. Shavu ish tachtav, each person should remain in his place. Al ish A person should not go out of his place. Because on Shabbos, there is the revelation of this aspect of Yechida. And the resting place of the Dalit of, of, of the Yechida is in the Dalit Amis of the person. Vav, 
And so now that we've explained a little bit. Can I ask about, a question? Yeah, sure, Esther. Sorry about that. I'm sorry, but if the Dalit Amis. It's probably, I don't know, Esther. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling as can be seen clearly. But the uh, idea not, not, that is, not that I didn't review this and review this and ask a lot of people, but uh, okay, try. <laughs> learn something. When we struggle, others struggle too. So it's, uh, it's not a reflection. It's a reflection of how lofty. Um, but I don't understand if the Dalit Amis, if it's in the Dalit Amis that the Echidah rests, then you should be able to go anywhere. Yeah, you that, but but that's the point. In other words, a person, a, a person themselves, you could see how big is this person, how tall, how how large, what is their girth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just like this is true physically, it's true biruchnius. So there are certain aspects of the person that are quantifiable. Their midas, their seichel. Then you have aspects of the person that are higher yet. So let's say the, the aspect of the chaya, which cannot be contained in the guf. And the Rebbe says that these, these aspects of the makifim are found in the physical makifim of the person. They hover above the physical makifim of the person, both the makif hakarev and the makif harochik, the clothing and the house. But the Yechida is so transcendent and so disconnected from the person themselves that the only place it can be found is in the aspects of the self that are immeasurable and that are not easily connected to the self conceptually. In other words, what's so interesting about the Dalit Amais is that wherever you go, they're your Dalit Amais. But if you're not there, they have nothing to do with you. But what, but why does it, so why do we have Tchum Shabbos on Shabbos if it's Yechida and Dalid Amis is always with us? So what difference does it make if I'm in the Tchum or out of the Tchum? I, I think, I think, I think the Indian is different. I think the Indian is that because on Shabbos the Yechida is mayor. Therefore, there's more attention to the Tchumen and the Dalit Amis. They take on greater prominence and therefore delineation in halacha. Okay. I, I, it, it, I it's, almost, it's, it's almost like, like because the Yechida can shine on Shabbos, so it shines light also on the on the physical manifestation of where the Yechida rests. Yet there is a border called Tchum. Right. It's just interesting how this, anyway, whatever. It, 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 okay, maybe I'll have some I, questions. I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying, so if, if, if Shabbos is all about the Yechida, then we should just be able to transcend all borders, all delineations. There should be no limitations. Is right. that what you're saying? I hear you. I think, I think what, 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 what the Sikha, the Maimer is saying is that the reason so much light is, is focused on Tchumin is because that is the home of the Bechina 
which is of, of Yechita, that is mayor on Shabbos. Okay, okay, I'm going to get All right. Thank you. Thank you. Vav. And now, Balpikol Hanal, so based on everything we said above, Tuvan Hashaychel shall birchas uforatta la mitzvah Shabbos. Now we're in a position to understand the connection between uforatta and the mitzvah Shabbos. Uforatta hinachala bli mitzarim. As we said above, the whole idea of bursting forth is about an inheritance that is with out measure, without boundaries. This this inheritance that is boundless, the, the true understanding of this refers to the breath of the essence of Hashem that is, of course, without any boundaries. And that is why this bracha is brought down specifically through observing Shabbos. About which we say that it is from you that our rest flows. From your very essence. And now we can also go back to the question of the difference between Yaakov Avinu Shmir Sashabas and Avram Avinu Shmir Sashabas. Eitzel Avraham Haprat Shel Shabbos Nichlal Bitter. Beyachem Kiyam Klolosater. When we're talking about Avraham, the detail of keeping Shabbos was included with all the rest of the mitzvahs that he kept. Because his inyan was not to underscore, to show in a manifest fashion the exalted feature of keeping Shabbos that is different from all other mitzvahs, which is the revelation of the Yechida. The Davka Yaakov, but Davka Yaakov, who is referred to as the Kav HaEmtsoi. He is the middle vector. So Avram is Chesed on the right, Yitzchak is Gevura on the left, and Yaakov Avinu is Teferes in the middle. And Yaakov Avinu is Davke Kav HaEmtsoi, Shehu Davke HaOle Bepnimius HaKeser. And the Kav HaEmtsoi, Hoid Teferes, Das, these three middle modalities reach to the transcendent Kesser. The Pneumus. Sheboi Hoya Habitul Betachlos. And Yaakov Avinu showcases this because regarding Yaakov Avinu, it says that he had complete and total Bitum. The Rebbe says, and this is what it says, that this is manifest in the in the Hagdama, in the words, in the Torah, before the words of where the Abish says, Your children are going to be like the dust of the earth. The dust of the earth. Um, kind of embodies this idea of Bittal because everybody tramples upon it. And because he had the Tachlis HaBittal, He'ira etzloi bechinus ha 
Therefore, by Yaakov Avinu, there was able to um, shine, to radiate this Bechina, this modality of Yechida, Hamitbatas Begili Beshmira Shabbos, which is expressed in open, a manifest form in the keeping of Shabbos, as we just said above at great length. Zayin. Val Yuban Gam Hatam Lekach. And finally, the Rebbe says, we can answer the question we asked above, which is why of all aspects of Shabbos, and there are so many aspects of keeping Shabbos, why does the Torah allude to Yaakov Avinu's keeping of Shabbos specifically by referencing the idea of Tchumen? Because the idea of Tchumin is connected and is similar to the idea of the Dalet Amis. Because the whole idea of establishing a Tchum is that you establish your place. And like we learn in the Gemara, that we learn the halachas of not carrying from one place to another in the in the Rishos HaRabim from this Pasuk, a man should not leave from his place. And from this is understood, that there is a connection between the manifestation or the revelation of the Yechida and the Tchum or the Dalet Amais of a person. To say it a little bit differently, we could say, possibly, just like we spoke above, that the Yechida of the person rests in the Dalit Amis of the person, in like fashion, there is the resting of the Yechida in Mikoima, in the person's place, generally speaking, in the tchum that this person establishes. And therefore, although the Yechida is expressed in the fulfillment of Shabbos in, in all of its aspects, but still, there is a special connection between the revelation of the Yechida and the Inin of Tchumen, because that is where the aspect of the soul called Yechida rests. Um, so last time, I, I have to apologize because last week I got off and just as I got off, I heard somebody asking a question. So I don't want to make the same mistake. Um, so if anybody has something they want to say or ask, then we should do it now. <laughs> before I felt, I felt so rude, but I couldn't get back in. So. Could I could I ask them? I, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but because this is so high, but the concept of Dalit Amas, which one would think is a very measured thing because it's for Amas and it's specific, it doesn't really mean I mean, on a certain level, it's not a number and it's not a limit that way. It's just wherever the person is. And maybe that what's confusing is the term Dalit Amas in a way. And even Tchumim, it's, 
it's a limitation, but it's not really a limitation. It's wherever you are. Yeah, precisely. That's that, that's exactly the point. That that um, that your Dalit Amis can be any place in the whole wide world, anywhere on the planet. And so that's the unquantifiable aspect thereof. That's Even the though it's Dalit, which yeah. technically that's is very right. quantifiable. Exactly, exactly. That's just the term to denote the, the space around you that you take up. And maybe the tchum is just the same. It's the space around you, only a larger space. Yeah, the place that you that you established as your place. And that's, I guess that's what makes, as confusing as this, you know, as difficult as this is to fathom, this makes it even more confusing because in our head, in my head, Dalit is four and Tchum is 2000. And those are very specific numbers, but that's not what the Rebbe is saying. Yeah, those are very specific numbers, but, but where those Dalit Amis will be found is, is completely infinite, is completely without limit. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of it being the farthest thing from you, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, Rifki, can I say something? Always, Esther. <laughs> no, it's your class, I mean. But in psych- and on a psychological element, the term Adalid Amis is absolutely a huge thing. Dalid Amis is the circumference, is the amount of space where somebody can't touch you. If somebody were to stretch out their hand and then you were to stretch out their hand, then you can touch each other. But psychologically, the Abishtha gives every single one of us our own space. And we own that space and people shouldn't be entering that space without your permission. And the fact that that touches Yechida is a remarkable thing because the Abishtha is, the Yechida is with us all the time Yet the Abishter gives us our space. It allows us to be, and yet Yechida means that we are not. We, it's the Abishter. It, it's just such a remarkable thing in terms yeah. of this relationship. And in any relationship that we have with our parents, with our children, with our spouse, there must always be Dalit Amis where we, we are allowed our space and they're allowed their space. So that Dalit Amis is a remarkable thing. Now what Tchum is, in the bigger picture, must connect to the club, to the community. It must connect to community relationship. But anyway, that, that's enough. It also, it also really is the first But Esther, that is remarkable. Thank you so much for sharing. And what I find even more remarkable, Esther, is that the daughter of two Hasidim from Rusland can, uh, can tether uh, these, the, the, the cutting edge psychology of personal space with, with, with the deep inyanim of this mimer. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. That taka has to be from, from a place that's immeasurable. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emmis is Emmis. That's why. So, okay. Thank you so much for adding that. That's quite beautiful. Anybody else want to um, share or, or ask or say something? Okay, now everybody should have a most wonderful week as we go deeper and deeper into the layers of Kledesh Kislev. And it should be Besimcha Vetov Levav and only good things. Taiva Nirva Nigla.